Good afternoon, church family. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ in this new month for Wednesday, March 3rd. I am so glad to be with you for this midweek fill-up known as Midweek Manna. Let me offer a word of prayer for us this day, and we'll begin with a reflection. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O oh God, as we uh, begin uh, the afternoon time uh, together, or whenever we are uh, having the opportunity to watch this devotion, O oh God, that uh, we come before your mighty presence and offer our thanks unto you, Lord, to begin the day uh, with an attitude of gratitude and to end the day uh, expressing our gratitude and offering our love unto you is uh, a wonderful way, uh, spiritual bookends, Lord, that uh, bless the beginning and bless the end of the day. So we come before you, Lord, uh, in this afternoon time for a fill-up, Lord. May this devotion, may your word always give us just that. Your hand, your presence, your heart, and your Son, Jesus Christ. Bless these words now and bless those who watch Midweek Manna. We ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Church, I am uh, turning once again to the daily devotion of disciplines of uh, this day and would like to read uh, from it. Let me uh, turn now to the text that is provided. So if you are reading along in your scripture, it's going to be from Exodus 20, verses 1 through 17. That is Exodus 20. Verses 1 through 17. Turning there now. About the Ten Commandments for the Covenant Community this day. Pick up beginning with verse 1 here. It says, Then God gave the people all of these instructions. I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any other God before me. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay down the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected. Even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any other foreigners living among you. 
For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. But on the seventh day He rested. This is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Honor your father and your mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely against your neighbor. You must not covet your neighbor's house. You must not covet your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, ox or donkey or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. When the people heard the thunder and the loud blast of the ram's horn, and when they saw the flashes of lightning and the smoke billowing from the mountain, they stood at a distance, trembling with fear. And they said to Moses, You speak to us and we will listen, but don't let God speak directly to us or we will die. Don't be afraid, Moses answered them, for God has come in this way to test you, and so that your fear of him will keep you from sinning. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Ten Commandments there. Well, just a a few thoughts here from uh, this devotion of disciplines. The wandering Israelites have reached the Sinai a large peninsula connecting the lands of Egypt to the west and Canaan, modern-day Israel, to the north and east. When the people are three days into their break from traveling in this wilderness, God speaks the Ten Commandments into being from the top of a mountain. One wonders what it would be like to be there listening to God proclaim these commandments. Which commandments would be easy to hear? Which commandments made the audience grimace? Why were punishments for not following them omitted? We know these were the standards to which the people of God would be held for generations. So why would God not feel a need to elaborate on their purpose or meaning? Rules, in fact, are identity makers between the shall and shall not language of our laws. We send a message of who we are and what we believe, and that is important. We believe people are important, and we believe what they have that makes up their homes, their families, and lives are also important. God thinks it is best we honor that which is important by not harming others or taking what they have. As you think of what you give up for Lent, consider it as a signpost to what you hold dear. To what principles do your own personal rules point? Are they ultimately signposts to God? A good uh, spiritual food for thought. And, and, uh, and another way of looking at those commandments, too, if you notice, you can divide uh, the first several uh, commandments into uh, commands or, or a, a relationship, a covenant that you have uh, with God, and the other half being uh, commands that hold you accountable to to your neighbor within uh, a community. So, so that's a that's another way of of kind of 
breaking down and, and practically and theologically uh, looking at uh, those, those Ten Commandments that can better kind of differentiate our relationship with God and also with man. But that, that's also a good word for us this day, signposts in which we can uh, view, view our, our relationship. And, and also, um, not just Lent, but any time in our walk with God, do a self-examination. Have I, uh, in fact, fallen away or, or broken uh, these commandments as well? Um, that that's also something that uh, is necessary uh, to do as well. So so let me let me end this devotion with the prayer that is offered. Holy God, help us with discipline. May our actions and our inactions point to a desire to do Your will in this world. May we be resolved in our decisions for a pure and holy life, so that all who know us will see Your love in that all we are and do. May our neighbor always see the love that we have for God, which then moves us and inspires us uh, to be love to our neighbor. Well, well put uh, this day. So, uh, church, what I'd like to do now is turn to the psalm that I'm going to be preaching from this coming up Sunday. Uh, so if you would, I'm going to invite you to turn to Psalm 103, that great and mighty prayer book of God's Word. Psalm 103, and I want to read verses 1 through 14 this afternoon. Hear now the Psalm of David. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart I will praise His holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He has done for me. He forgives all of my sins and heals all of my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed His character to Moses and His deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for our sins, for He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For His unfailing love toward those who fear Him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to His children, tender and compassionate to those who fear Him. For He knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Church, this is the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, I, as I was uh, preparing for this time, there was a, a devotion by a, a lady that I, I want to offer to you. Her name 
Linda Croft. Linda Croft is a, is a writer uh, and a blogger. She's also a person of faith. And she had some words that, that spoke to me, and I hope will speak to you uh, about Psalm 103. She says this, As described in the 103rd Psalm, our love for the Lord comes from the de- very depths of our soul. Look at all of the wondrous things He does for us. He forgives our sins. He redeems us from eternal destruction and crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. As a matter of fact, He not only forgives our sins, but He removes them as far as the east is from the west. In all of this, He remembers our weaknesses like a father for His children. Our days on this earth are short, we're fragile, and we often forget. But God's mercy is not so. Everlasting to everlasting. So great is His mercy that He grants righteousness to His children's children and to those who remember His commandments. Our world, she goes on to say, and our way of life is constantly changing. Kingdoms rise and fall, but God's rule is over everyone, and His rule is for eternity. Psalm 103 is such a glorious psalm to ponder. Pray today that you will live in the reality and joy of God's great blessings and benefits for His children. Thank you, Laura, uh, Linda, rather, Linda Croft, for that. Uh, Come Sunday, I wanted to focus on uh, two verses, and I will read that uh, that pair of verses now. Psalm 103, verses 12 and 13. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who... Who fear him. So I, I want to use the uh, illustration of an eraser, an eraser on a pencil to kind of highlight some things that uh, the Lord is is revealing to me uh, about this text, and that the text is certainly pointing us towards. So if you would uh, look over this text, ponder it for yourself. Pick up a, a, a pencil. Uh, write out a letter, use the eraser. That's something that uh, that I do quite often. I use a pen as well, of course, but a, a pencil is my uh, writing object of choice. But there's a, there's a message there in that uh, eraser that I want to speak to come Sunday. So, I will look forward to seeing you there uh, in person come Sunday. If you are not able to be there, uh, my thoughts and prayers certainly go with you, and you can watch us uh, later that day from our uh, recorded online service. And again, a big thank you to Rachel Stoneman and Dan Garner for producing and putting that wonderful video each and every Sunday together. I appreciate their work. So, with all of that said, let me offer a word of prayer for us this day. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O God, your word tells us over and over again that, Lord, you are faithful. That your love, in fact, is not something that is here today and gone tomorrow. As a matter of fact, your word is very specific. It says that your love is, in fact, 
eternal. So I pray, Lord, that we take in that love. I pray that we can, in fact, be consumed in your love, Lord, for uh, the times that we have fallen short, that we have sinned. Forgive us, Lord. I pray that we know that we are a redeemed people through what Christ did on the cross at Calvary. For Jesus means salvation. It means He saves. I pray, Lord, that we can glean good news through and by our Son, or your Son, rather, Jesus Christ, our Savior. In His name we pray. Amen. Church, may you be blessed this day. It is good to be with you. Take care. God bless. Have a wonderful day.